I do feel immense amount of pressure. You're supposed to be married and have children. I'm like the only one in Kansas that is a Jew of my color. As an Orthodox Jewish woman, if you're 28, people make comments. You're such a great girl. How are you still single? Um, all like amazing questions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, which we know the answers to, I think. Uh, Brian. Yeah. Oh yeah. Brian. Yeah. Nobody else. That's it. Just the two of us. Nailed it. Okay, Bryce, I know mm. well and clear what that was, but for yeah. those who don't know, how would you describe what we just saw? Sure. Well, that was a trailer for the upcoming Netflix reality show, Jewish Matchmaking. Uh, this is in the same vein as Indian Matchmaking, which has been out for a few years now on Netflix. Um, uh, it's got Aliza Ben Shalom as a dating coach who uh, finds people in Jewish communities who are looking to date within those communities uh, and some of the quirks and foibles about that. Didn't this used to be called Fiddler on the Roof? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, what? but then the roof's got solar panels on them. Oh, my so God. A, I, yeah. I, I just now picked up on the fact that you don't know Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> no, I know exactly. It's, it's the solar panels, Brian. This, they slipped off. You don't even know. <laughs> slipped off you my fiddle. Don't even know. My fiddle's all greasy with the solar panel grease. Bryce, what do you say we start with the primary target? Let's do that. <laughs> Netflix announced their quarterly earnings, but among all the finances were a few things of interest to us, the viewers. First off, Netflix added 1.75 million subscribers in quarter one. That's up 4.9% on the year. That's compared to 7.66 million that they added in Q4 2022. Total subs are now at a total of 232.5 million users. It raised paid subscribers in every market except one, up 100,000 in United States and Canada, up 640,000 in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. 1.5 5 million up in Asia Pacific, but down 450,000 in Latin America. This is Netflix widening its lead on Disney. Disney last reported that they have 106 point, excuse me, 161.8 million compared to Netflix's recently announced 232.5 million. Brian, this is a bigger gulf than it seems when we think of the neck and neckness of Netflix and Disney. I got to be honest, I, I, I thought that all the cards were, and, and you know what? Maybe factually, all the cards are still stacked in Disney's favor, but just Netflix has that first mover advantage. Um, yeah, they have uh, eight, 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 seven, eight years on Disney Plus. Well, I mean, yes, and also being first in in the entire space and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, do you think that? Well, you know what? Uh, we're about to have a conversation about uh, growth versus momentum of growth. Yeah. Like, there's factual growth in terms of numbers, then there's momentum growth and whether or not it's leveling off. What else you got? Well, let's uh, go on to this. Uh, the password sharing crackdown for Netflix is coming to most of its markets by the end of July. This is a delay from the earlier plans to launch in the United States in quarter one. While it does lead to higher cancellations at launch, quote, as borrowers start to activate their own accounts and existing members add, quote, extra member accounts, we see increased acquisition and revenue. Canada paid membership base is now larger than prior to the launch of the paid sharing plan uh, and revenue is growing faster than in the US for $8 Canadian around $6 US uh, per month per person in Canada up to two people can be added to a standard or premium account uh, so Canada New Zealand Portugal and Spain they all got this idea where you can 
buy a new member, buy an extra member for your existing plan instead of everyone going and buying their own. Uh, uh, the, this was also tested in Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru. They've emphasized that there will be improvements to make uh, so that you can make sure you can access Netflix while you're traveling and in hotels, which is kind of a softball answer to the, the worry everyone has about you know truckers and people who are not in a central place at one time. Um, how does this sh- shake out to you, Brian? Well, uh, I, I, okay. So, are you sharing? Are you sharing a password? Are you borrowing a password? Oh no, no, no! I intentionally changed my password the moment I saw somebody messing up with with my preferences. Oh, really? Yeah. No. I, I, it there wasn't was me. about ten years ago somebody who was like, uh, "Hey, man, I can't afford Netflix." I'm like, "Well, I'm mine." And then and then I saw some stuff I didn't recognize, and I was mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And we're done. Yeah. Passwords changed. Come at me, bro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, uh, we've talked about this before, but there's a uh, uh, fractal question: the uh, how do you measure the uh, what uh, the perimeter or the shoreline of mm. of England? Yes. And and if you use like one meter sticks, you get one number. If you use one yard or, or sorry, one foot sticks, you get a bigger number. And then eventually you get into every crack and crevice and all that stuff. All of this feels like more of that, right? Where it's like mm. Netflix's brand continues to be maybe slightly bigger than it was a year, two years, three years ago. But ultimately, all of this is an attempt to deep dive and extract more from whatever it is they have by being more and more precise uh, as yeah. they measure the coast of England. I, I I agree, but I think that this is probably the better alternative that Netflix has, right? Netflix has had to raise their rates over the past few years, and that's a huge every everyone hates prices going up. Versus like I I, I share my Netflix password with my family. My parents use it so they can watch whatever they're watching over there. Um I'm not gonna cancel my Netflix because my parents can't bum off of it, which I think is a total difference to a crackdown, which also, or excuse me, a, 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 a price hike that also affects everybody. But uh, you're less, I think you're less inclined to just impulse uh, turn it off. In fact, I'm now more likely to eventually cancel and resubscribe at a whim with less borrowers on my account. So they'll get more money from people and I, they, they mentioned that they're going to measure this in revenue instead of users uh but i become a less steady user if that makes sense yeah uh uh okay so uh let's let's play kind of three different verticals oh i made the mistake that every politician regrets Canada i named three things and then I, now i have to do three things uh number one i think we can agree that the best move is to get more subscribers right Sure. I mean, uh, ideally, yeah, more more paying people paying for the good thing. I mean, that's the ideal, right? Right. Second place would be get people to pay more for the thing. That would be a more accurate figuring out of how much your thing is worth, right? Okay. So, because you're really pushing all of those user bases to their to their pushing to their limit, right? And then there's third place, which is what we're seeing now, which is continue to figure out how to extract more and more and more mm-hmm. uh i guess this is this is netflix fracking 
possible <laughs> title of the episode. Like, like this is Netflix fracking, right? Yeah. Which is which is just extracting more from what you already have. Well, in fact, uh, this brings us to the second topic that we've got here on this Netflix thing. So Netflix uh, apparently makes more money per user on its ad-supported plan than it does from the basic oh. without ads plan. Uh, the ad-supported plan, meanwhile, is going to get improvements. The cheaper ad-supported plan will now get 1080p video quality up from 720p that they announced only a few weeks ago. Plus, you get two simultaneous streams at once. Uh, at once. That's coming to Canada and Spain first, and then 12 ad markets later. 90% of content from paid plans is now in the ad-supported plan. So, Brian, this is what the this is what the the the, the plan map looks like on Netflix. You ready for it? Uh, yes. Ad-supported, seven dollars a month. That's yes. 1080p. Uh, okay, so in this case, they're playing a curious game where it's like they're actually giving higher fidelity, but they're extracting more of uh, what they call mind share from the audience. Like they're mm -hmm. earning more real estate in people's minds. They're, they're uh, generously, I would say, using the whole buffalo. Uh, but I don't know how much I like this as a consumer, well, although uh, it does make a lot of sense if I were a shareholder. Well, for $3 more, you can get that basic without ads plan. That knocks you down to 720p. <laughs> But so, you don't get ads. Yeah, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Mr. Salesman, yeah. you're telling me I could pay you more uh -huh. and you'll give me a reduced quality experience. Oh, that's huh? right. 50% of the pixels. That's saving you money. I'm saving you pixels. Um, and then to go to the standard, the uh, real, the standard Netflix plan, that is $16 a month. Six more dollars to go from basic to standard, but only $3 between ad supported and no ads. That doesn't sound crazy to me, the idea that an ad-supported user is also worth three or more dollars per month of advertising inventory. But when you lay it out like this, it kind of doesn't make sense well, a little bit. It's, uh, it doesn't feel like they're actually aiming for all of these price points. It just feels like they're doing whatever they can. Here's what my gut says to me. And, and I would love to hear your interpretation of it. Um, um, my gut says that Netflix has pretty much from the get-go been worth more what we're all paying for it. So I do feel like they could increase the price. But then if you increase it too much, you enter piracy territory. And we've been here to see HBO experience it. We've been here to see cable experience it. We've been here to see uh, the bundling fiascos and all that stuff. So knowing that if you increase too much, you enter territory where everybody feels vindicated and good about screwing you over, there, there's kind of a soft limit on there. Um, Do you think we're at this $16, $16 a month for their standard plan? Do we feel like that's the upper ceiling on this? Because no, that no is, I, I, I think it could go higher than that. What about really? you? I, it's already pretty high. I mean, it, it is. Yes, it's could go higher. <laughs> I, what what is what do you think your upper limit would be? Twenty five, thirty a month? I mean, keep in mind, uh, Tom and I started this show where I mean, assume you didn't have to. But. Cable was one hundred and twenty dollars a month, and and we just, well, what else are you gonna do? You know, uh, pirate it, and then you get malware and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I I think Netflix has a ways up to go, but Netflix now has to play the game of figuring out. Okay, there exists a pie. And, and we'll call the pie not cable. Uh, there now is a pie called not cable. How much of that can they control? And so 
I think we're going to see a lot of brinksmanship between uh, Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon, uh, and possibly fast services or whatever. Um, do you do you feel like that? Because we'll we'll talk about fast services in a little bit here, but fast has such a unique heat to it, partly because it's free, yeah. and very ad supported, very ad supported. Well, and 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 also there's a type of garbage. Sorry, uh, there's a type of. <laughs> There's a type of programming I do not like (laughs) where I don't care if there's ads on it, (laughs) but I would be very very sad if there were ads on Succession. I would be very Mm -hmm. sad if there were ads on the type of programming that I would like to see without ads. And it's (laughs) that that was generous, right? I think we got what you were trying to say. Sure. We okay. got what you were trying to say. One last Netflix uh, bit here. Uh, we, we talked about this last week. Netflix CEO Greg Peters uh, talked about the Love is Blind live stream uh, failure that they had. Uh, Greg says, quote, we've got the infrastructure. We had just a bug that we introduced, actually, when we implemented some changes. <laughs> they to introduced try- the bug? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, hey, little fella. <laughs> what say you belong on our second biggest live stream? ever (laughs) and so uh uh, we uh implemented those changes to try to improve live streaming performance after the live broadcast of chris rock in march we just didn't see this bug in internal testing because it only became apparent once we put multiple systems interacting with each other under the loads of millions of people trying to watch love is blind they said Uh, 6.5 million people ended up watching the special on demand and that the chris rock special from last month uh about 90 percent of viewership was on demand not live Nothing in the official statement sounds contradictory to our discussion last week when I was suggesting that maybe you would have multiple redundancies and maybe you would make sure more people were on duty during your very first biggest, most important live stream ever. And maybe you would invest fewer resources into your second that's a reality show oh, yeah. reun- reunion. Oh, yeah. I mean, they. Uh, the subtext of this is our people screwed this up. This is a people problem and we're going to heads are going to roll. I mean, the fact that they say in these they're the both of the co-presidents, co-CEOs of Netflix gave a message and both of them were were like upfront. We have the infrastructure. Netflix is big enough to do this. It was not a infrastructure thing, which is a very specific positioning, I think, for what is a very user-focused problem. Although although it does, like, uh, okay, so we have our first two at-bats with a Netflix Live special. Mm. In the very first one, we had that, again, by and large, incredible, incredible achievement with Chris Rock. However, mm. the talent flubbed one joke out of the entire thing. They massaged it, they fixed it, or whatever. So, hey, a thing that can happen during live things, talent maybe mixes up something. Uh, Second of all, we have, uh, again, not infrastructure. We have humans behind the scenes maybe mix something up or whatever. Uh, uh, When it's like Netflix is a software company, you do have to catch. I mean, when you got when it's showtime, it's showtime. You got to catch bugs like this. Like, I get that it happens, but also uh, you didn't do the show. This is this is exactly where I was hoping you would uh, point to. I suspect that we're, where we will end up will be something uh, close to like the Late Show or the Tonight Show or whatever. Something where it's pretty much live, but you have mm-hmm. three hours to do nips and tucks and fixes and and reshoots and. Well, and they were. That was what they were doing with their talk shows. 
you know, they had the Chelsea Handler show. They had, uh, 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 I don't know if the Hassan Minaj show was like that, but but this this was something that Netflix was trying. The idea of like, we'll do it in the day. We'll put it out at, on a certain day or at a certain time of the day. And the fact that we don't see any of those shows anymore, I think is at the writing on the wall. Well, uh, but even they weren't live live, right? Uh, so, so, and um, right. if, if you ask anybody on the street, like, hey, Late night programming, is it live? Yes or no? They'll probably say yes, but it's not. Like, I, like that, uh, that's, the, that's the sweet spot, I feel like. So then. When it comes to production, something, yeah. something that has enough of a buffer where it feels like it's live and regular. Now, well, uh, you know, I mean, I think, I think it's tough. Like, I don't think you can sustain a, li- a Netflix live product with just. Stand up and reunion shows. Like I think if you get when I mean, we've talked about sports before, I think if you get a sport within Netflix, uh, you have a fantastic opportunity to do a lot of live events that are not as are not as valuable in VOD. Actually, they're more valuable live because you want because you only can get that ad. To, I, I I think that there's an opportunity there, and also you know we've talked before that Netflix is going to stream the SAG Awards next year, so there's a lot of all eyes on Netflix until then because they have to really prove that they can handle the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Well, uh, especially because that's an opportunity for a bunch of Hollywood people to do surprising things. Yeah. Uh, all the yeah. Netflix jokes that they're going to make alone will be worth the, pr- the the promotion, I'm sure. You know what? That is in and of itself a really good point. Um, how much of live it boils down to what what do we hope to feel from live? We hope for a surprise or the possibility of surprise. Yeah. Um, and we, we want something that is unexpected, right? You want, I mean, if everything goes to plan, that's great. But what you want is the flub. You want a happening. You want a mistake or yeah. a crash or something. Like that's, that was, I don't know. I feel like that was such a big vulnerability with this live reunion that they were doing. Live reunion shows can can and have go, gone off the rails um, and so th- it just feels doubly tough that they couldn't put it over the line. So funny because I want a picture like at a pitch meeting, somebody's like, uh, it's reality. Anything can happen. And then some investors like, yeah, but what if everything went according to plan? What if no surprises happened? That would be best for us. Oh, I mean, it would. Yeah. On paper. It, it's, it's. It's tough. I think I think sports is a, is a really interesting opportunity there. I just I don't know where I, 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 which I think, sport I would think trust. Sports them. is in a unique category. I think live comedy is in a unique category. Mm. Um, uh, the, the reunion. I mean, to be honest, I I I just have to fault Netflix for not um, dedicating enough resources for this one. Not enough redundant redundancies. Not enough preparation for everything to go wrong yeah and and you know netflix is is taking the silver lining on this right they're saying like yeah we had a bug but we didn't catch because we were just too popular everybody we're just a little too smoking hot over here to really you know this you know they're really putting the best spin on this uh last bit of netflix news here netflix uh is showing some signs that it is Still serious about gaming, uh, Joseph Staten, a co-creator of Halo and Destiny, the video game series, are now, or excuse me, is now the creative director for a AAA multi-platform original game at Netflix. Netflix previously said it has 16 titles in development in-house and about 70 in development with third parties. 
uh, that's in the future. In the rear view, though, is DVD.com. Uh, Netflix is ending its DVD by mail service September 29th this year. Bryce, which of these would you like to talk about first? Uh, the past or the <laughs> definitely a lie future? I mean, let's kill the past very quickly. I mean, I never, I never did DVD by mail. Oh, uh, I did. Uh, I believe I paid uh, $300 for uh, 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 chrono crimes or time, time crimes or whatever. Uh, what? Chrono crimen, whatever, whatever the, it was, okay. it was a Spanish language time travel movie okay. that definitely sat like I really intended to watch it. And I time crimes. Never did. Uh -huh. Never did. Probably paid 150 bucks for it. it because was, you... Because you held on to it and never gave it back. Yep. Didn't uh, they charge you at some point to just say like... No, they they were happy to continue to charge oh. me for the opportunity to send it back. And uh, <laughs> turns out $5.99 a month adds up. Yeah. Who knew? Oh my goodness. Uh, what about you? I, so I never did the DVD by, by mail, but streaming... I don't know. You look back now and the streaming just makes sense. You know, instant video just makes a, a lot of sense. Yeah, why are we going to buy DVDs and send them in the mail? Um, the game. that's the kind of talk you say if maybe you were streaming before it was legal to do so. Excuse me, officer. This was not. It was a different time. But but I don't know it. it you wouldn't do, you couldn't do this now. Like, I, I think even Redbox was out here saying, like, let us buy the DVD business, and Netflix doesn't want to sell it to them. <laughs> uh, have you played any of the, the Netflix games? Uh, it, I, still, I still have not, and I should. However, uh, here's my question, is when, when they say they have all these games in development, are we talking about, like, AAA titles that are going to be streamed? Because I have yet to see any kind of gaming streaming service that works at all, full stop, bar none. It, They've all been awful. Yeah, I I have to imagine it will. It that is not in the short term future for Netflix is game streaming. Game streaming is such a very specific problem, and they're already having issues with the live video. So l let me propose the following: mm. uh, What if it was closer to like a Jackbox Games thing, like Quiplash, something where it's like. Uh, a second or two is not going to totally ruin the experience. Something trivia related, everybody can play. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, though, though, on the flip side, some of those games are so light that you could just buy that. Like, I have one on my Apple TV. It just runs on the device instead of through Netflix. Um, I, but I think that you, there's space to do it. But the, the, that and AAA games usually don't inter, inter, intertwine. I, I think that this is going to be... Mm, I mean, it's tough because I don't think there's going to be a Netflix. They're not going to burn Blu-ray discs of a Netflix game for a PlayStation. That just doesn't make sense to me. It makes sense to me that they are they've put out a lot of mobile games, and I guess maybe they'll do PC gaming. But I don't even see them getting into consoles. So, if they were, uh, uh, let me explore this space, and and maybe and this this is all just blue skying or whatever. But 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 imagine a movie trivia related version of a Jackbox game, mm -hmm. something where if you were somebody in the neck, 
Netflix ecosystem, this would be like just just straight up crack for you because you've already seen all these movies. It's fun. You get recognized in real time. Uh, 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 was it was it HQ? Is that what it, what it sure. was called? HQ Back trivia. Like they could do that. Like that 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 gap is open right now. Um, hmm. Unfortunately, we're talking about like dozens of, of games. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh. It, I, I'm interested in what a AAA multi-platform original game looks like. They've got they've bought some games that are bigger indie hits. You know, they they had Into the Breach, they got Oxenfree, and Oxenfree Two is coming out. But a lot of it is mobile games that they've you know badged. Um, so I don't know. I'm 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 interested to see Some, something like Slade the Spire would be good. Something like uh, uh, slower or low low paced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something just just as long as you're not pretending to be a first person shooter. I mean the the and gosh, I feel like we speculated about this when they talked about this years ago. But you could totally do a uh, Telltale Games narrative style yes. game with it, this, where where maybe you're mixing pre-rendered or or live video game footage like there's a there's a way to blend that but the question is the technology to solve that it's got to be so sophisticated 16 titles in development in-house and 70 with third parties you know what's funny is like i don't even know that i value those 16 in-house necessarily any higher like i'm more interested in the 70 third party oh interesting i think with with getting joseph staten on this um on this new title plus i think having the oxen free developers and then working on a new sequel are some of their biggest pushes with gaming right now and but i I, but it makes sense that like netflix games doesn't mean anything to anybody yet can can i pivot around i i know that you as a test did a little bit of Netflix gaming, but oh, have you yeah. gone back to it? Um, I have. I've played a couple of their games, uh, and they're <laughs> all right. They're <laughs> interesting. Put that on a movie poster. Well, because <laughs> <laughs> Netflix original. Bryce says they're dot 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 all right. Like if you look at if you look at Netflix's user base, which is probably a lot of children, it makes sense that you would have like a SpongeBob Diner Dash game. It just makes sense you would have a, a SpongeBob Diner Dash style game that you just ripped the microtransactions out and you bought from somebody. Right. Like it totally makes sense that you've got stuff like that. Um, I I was playing Terra Nil is one of their more recent games, and it's like a city building game, but the idea is that you're like uh, uh, terraforming and reclaiming this like wasteland. So it's kind of an ecological version of SimCity. Earth. Uh, yeah, it's neat, but um, I it's it's not blowing my socks off. It's a it's a very good mobile game, which is. A little classist. So it's unfortunate. We we don't have a poster child for Netflix gaming yet, right? So Not really, because those bigger games have already been have been out for years. I I would imagine that behind the scenes now is a good time for Netflix to uh, spend money, possibly take a loss on a game, just to point to one thing that is a, a winner. And you know what? You can help us. How can you help us, Bry? By heading on over to patreon.com slash cordkillers. What? Now yeah. what's over there? No, that's right. Uh, once you do, you'll keep us loud, live, and independent. Oh, that button works. You'll have weird sounds oh, appear. <laughs> it's great. Uh, most importantly, you'll get your own RSS feed where you get early access to our Spoiler in Time podcast. You'll get exclusive access to our After Things podcast. After Talk. But, mm, uh, uh, after Talk. <laughs> that's... Okay, well, that's one for each of us, isn't it? 
<laughs> Thank you for supporting us. This is what happens when Tom's not here. Patreon.com slash cord killers. Please, please, please give us money. That's right. If you give us money, Tom will come back. We will fix this. <laughs> Some of you may have noticed that Tom's not here. That's because he's been kidnapped. And the only way to free him is by going to patreon.com slash cord killers. That's right. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, uh, how to watch in under no how to in how to watch. <laughs> I was I was almost gonna let you get away with that, but that was too good. <laughs> it can be hard to understand voices and dialogues and scripts around here. Really, it can be hard to understand voices and dialogues in TV shows and movies. For a lot of people, you can turn on captions and jack up the volume. But some folks uh, have uh, and some folks have settings in their speakers that can help. Amazon wants to find a way to give that to its Prime Video service. Uh, uh, using the new dialogue boost feature in select Prime Video shows in English. Amazon has uh, said that they've used algorithms and some amount of machine learning, they just said AI really, to identify parts of shows where the dialogue might be hard to hear and then adapts the playback to make talking easier to hear. This is more precise than applying a, a unilateral filter across the whole show or movie, like a like a speaker, like a hardware speaker might have to do. Dialogue Boost has a medium and high option. Brian, are you boosting? Uh, uh, what, booster? Uh, are you a boost booster? No, 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 no. I, I fully embraced just uh, uh, closed captions, like like uh, except for the fact that one of my computers doesn't have the. GPU power to handle the rendering of oh. closed captioning, so it does this flicker thing that drives me nuts. Mm. But uh, uh, so here's an interesting way to reframe this discussion. Huh. Uh, when I worked at a movie theater, I was a projectionist when um, uh, Jurassic Park came out, and uh, a lot of people complained because uh, everybody was so quiet, uh, and then all of a sudden the monsters were loud. Um, mm. That was an intentional decision by Steven Spielberg because he wanted the dinosaurs to be unbelievably loud. So as a result, everybody in the theater would have to crank up the volume and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, it resulted in a objectively uh, a, a unpleasant experience for a lot of folks. Mm. Um, likewise, nobody wants to admit that, you know, they're getting older, they can't hear things or whatever. Plus, on top of that, you have the vector of the fact that a lot of the things that we watch have a lot of made up words in it. So, or, or, or accents that you're not familiar with. Okay. So it becomes difficult to figure out like, uh, is, am I supposed to know that word or whatever, mm -hmm. which is like, I I've leaped all the way to the other side and I don't care. Just give me the closed captioning. Uh, this does seem like a good fake out mushy middle, but I expect if, 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 if I was going to place a bet, mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of, directors showrunners uh are not going to be thrilled with this thing that alters after the fact the product that they've worked so hard to create what yeah. what, do, what do you think i i i definitely get that because there's there's a there's a line right there's a, a pull a push and pull between studios and creators um a, a lot of times so i i understand that it doesn't seem i don't know i guess we'll have to see at the moment amazon is only doing this with their uh, prime originals so uh that's jack ryan the marvelous mrs Maisel, harlem some movies like the big sick beautiful boy and being the ricardos which, which by the way all of that tracks because that would be properties that they own and if if any of the creators had a problem with it amazon would say hey 
<laughs> who's writing your paychecks? Yeah. Why don't you sit down? Well, so I guess there's a lot of different angles, right? There's the, the directorial vision element. But if there, if what this is, is uh, basically the, the way it looks like is it's a new audio track on on the on the settings. So you're you presumably would still go into the original audio or your default audio for a show and would have to choose it. Um, and uh, and is it, is it better to have this process where we say, well, we took your show, we put it in the black box and it came out and we spat out this slightly better one. And it's better than if we just put a one big filter over, it. you know, bo- the, like we even had some folks in the chat, you know, boost the center channel and that'll do it. But that is not a precise way to do that either. Uh, 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 this really would be a good thing to, uh, for everybody to write us at cordkillers at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, uh, Cause there's the, the legal side of it too, that we haven't even touched. Well, uh, before we get to the legal part, like, I mean, already we know it's like, what's the difference between this and having an EQ where you can figure out like, Oh, this is where human voices live. Let me right. boost that or whatever. Um, because right now with the way we package video files, like we got a great email from Matbat um, about this, but we don't, video files are not layered. It's not like you can just go in and say, boost that track. You know, we, that's not where our tech state of technology is right now. Uh, although I wouldn't be surprised if we're not very far away from some kind of machine learning, uh, auto AI, you know, what, fixing of things. But. That's what they say this is. Well, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm on the other side of this, so I'm going to okay. defer to the listener. I know that we have some listeners who are obsessed with precision all the way to the Dolby Atmos layer, where it's like they want every single channel exactly the way the artists intended them to be. Mm. However, like, I mean, I, I, uh, I went through the experience of introducing uh, my friend Andrew Heaton to Star Wars's Andor, where everybody speaks with some kind of accent, Nobody speaks regular ass English (laughs) and uh, they're all using made up words. And I started it and he said, oh, uh, uh, Brian, could you turn off the closed captioning? I'm like, of course, of course. And then about 20 minutes later, he was like, what? uh, You know what? Because of this situation (laughs) and this scenario, maybe maybe turn it on just for the rest of the show. Of course, of course, of course. Episode, 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 episode. Finally. Uh, he comes over and I'm like, I ask him, are we going to pretend like I'm not going to, he's like, no, just turn it on. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> so I, I don't know what the right answer is on that. Uh, yeah. I mean, accessibility is good, right? More options is better for people. I mean, if well, you're and, a director, and, it's going to be hard to look at this and say, well, get rid of that option. Because it's, like, it's not like the director is, is, is always involved in something like dubbing and translation, which this might fall under. But, but there are times where ambiguity is part of what the director wants. Sure. Like, like confusion is what you want. And you don't get that. For example, you hear like mumble, mumble over radio something. But when you have the closed captioning on, it says this character definitely says this thing on there. And, sure. and, and I don't know if that robs you of something or not. Well, uh, and I feel like uh, boosting the volume, however you get to it, is probably better than captions. I don't love captions. I mean, it's, I, they're great. It's fantastic that they're standardized. But and, and, and into Matt Bat's email, he mentioned like he doesn't like them on comedies because they ruin the punchlines. But also you're altering the art from the artist. It's like the artist turns in the art and says, this work is finished. And then 
you, some rando company, decide that you should spoil a punchline or you should make it more clear on this part or whatever. Yeah. Um, but isn't that your role? Like, what else is Amazon doing if they're not doing that intermediary stuff? I, I honestly don't know. This is this is maybe the perfect uncanny valley between well, yeah. the art, the artist, and the producer. Um, well, killers at gmail.com oh, yeah. is all I can say. Here, here's a last second question about this, okay? Because this is Amazon doing this. Presume, and, and Amazon is incentivized to do it to their shows first, right? Regardless of what the legal, ethical, whatever, they're incentivized to use, if, it, if use their no own other shows reason so that bed. they can tout that they have a thing. Right, right. right. Um, is it better that it's someone like Amazon doing this and not someone like a Roku or a hardware maker or a device maker, a TV maker? Um, granted, we've and we talked about this. You know, hardware level boosting and and unilateral effects are not perfect. They're not the same fidelity. Um, but is it is it a is it a is this the next X ray? Is this the next great feature that Amazon won't let go of? I've, well, first of all, I hope it is because I will never give up my X ray. There's a reason I buy everything on X on on Amazon Crazy. is because X ray is amazing. Crazy. You just it's press pause, like the moment you see yeah. that guy and you wonder what else he's been in. You just press pause, and there he is. Why is nobody Why else I, doing X ray? Because I'm watching amazing. the movie. No, oh, mm. oh, I'm enjoying okay. this movie. I must stop it and learn uh, learn. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, when, but, but when the, you have kids question. in the room, it gets a little bit squirrely. Okay. Where everyone. Like somebody says, is that the guy from the thing? And then you're like, uh, you know what? Let's find out right now. That's not a children exclusive problem. But it's but but do you like this being on the streamer level, or or is this feature better off existing somewhere else? Uh, or or being copycatted or what have you? You know what? Uh, the fact that it, you can turn it on or turn it off, and the fact that it's Amazon, the fact that it's Amazon makes me suspect that it's in pretty good hands. The fact that it's limited right now for Amazon-only content makes me happy. Um, beyond that, I don't know. Beyond <laughs> that, cordkillers at gmail.com. I, 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 like, it, it's, it's hard, man, because like Spielberg made a conscious decision to make dialogue quiet so that the dinosaurs could be very loud. And I don't know who gets to take that away from him. Uh... Okay, well, I mean, a similar thing, like on my Apple TV, there's an option across any, pretty much any video app where, uh, what is it, reduce loud noises, which basically does the same thing as this, right? It basically compresses the whole thing. And you would get ultimately the same effect of turning the loud sounds down and giving yourself headspace to turn the quiet sounds up. But then at that point, you're chopping through the whole thing, whole cloth. You're just well, saying run it through this thing where Amazon at least are going saying, hey, we're we're using a, a computer saying what the quiet parts are. So. This is a good question, because what you're introducing is the question of of a mushy uh, or, or a difficult line to draw, because mm -hmm. it makes sense. Like, let's say, you, you know, you're in an, an apartment, you don't want to upset your neighbors and all that stuff. But but what if next up is a little option that says. Also, remap all the faces to be my ethnicity or my friends or uh, whatever creative decision was outside of the people who made the original thing. Um, those are intentionally uh, uh, provocative mm -hmm. theoreticals I'm giving. I'm, I'm letting the silence give my take on that. <laughs> my, my point being, yeah. it's like, I don't know where the line is. And I agree. I don't think this is over the line, but it does cause me to really think 
about where the line is. Mm, that's a good point. Well, uh, uh, here's a line. It's a line to our next segment. It's what to watch in under surveillance. Oh, we're taking you to space this time. Paramount released a trailer for Star Trek Strange New World Season 2 coming June 15th. It features a look at some Klingons and a young Captain Kirk. Brian, did you watch this trailer? I did. Did, did you? I did. Okay. Did you? So uh, before I say what I thought, okay. and keep in mind, neither of us have watched Strange New Worlds. Sorry. With that in mind, what was your opinion of this trailer? It was so it was so boring. Really? Nothing happened. It's like, hey, here's a person. Oh, here's a person. It was like, it was no substance. It was all like, oh, that, that's cool. That, okay, I guess that's a lot of cool CG. But like, it, nothing, nothing happened. There's no conflict. It's that's just, amazing. I also have not watched this show, but I found it joyful and playful. And really? uh, it, it reminded me a bit of the vibes that I got from Lower Decks, which you seem to enjoy. But... Uh, <laughs> Okay. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I dug it. It looked impressive. Uh, it looked impressive. It oh, I, I, what's funny is I thought it looked silly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked silly and playful and joyful, and that's what I liked about it. Well, uh, we'll find out more about it uh, in uh, June. We also got word on Paramount's Star Trek Section 31 project starring Michelle Yeoh. It's going to be a movie, not a series. Yeoh will be playing Philippa Giorgio. Uh, the character from Star Trek Discovery production begins later this year. Brian. Are you going to Section 31? It's a movie. It's, a, it's just a movie. It looks... Oh. I don't know. Oh. Uh-huh. I mean, it sounds like it's meant to be like, what if Star Trek was dark and gritty? Uh, uh, again, I don't know, but... I suspect I'm not a fan of dark and gritty. Ah, uh, okay. Well, how about this? Variety says Paramount, I'm still in the Paramount train, is in early stages of a TV series based on the movie Galaxy Quest. Amazon previously tried to develop a series on this not that long ago. I, I was about to say, like, <laughs> just haven't, we, haven't we reported this story like seven or eight times so by now? Times. I mean, oh, now, now uh, that that's one you have seen is the movie Galaxy Quest, right? Uh, so we're going to find out about that. Oh, uh, Bryce, we have to do a special where you watch <laughs> Galaxy Quest. I hear it's great. I, I, I've seen clips of it. It's it's fine. It seems like a great, fine, great it's fine. fine. It's it's a parody of a song that you're that I not also did familiar with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I hear it's great. Well, here's something that's great. It's our eyes on segment, the things that we've been watching lately. Brian, what have you been watching lately? Uh, you know what? I'm only halfway through it, but I'm really pleased. Uh, spoiler alert. This is a self-serving pick. Um. Uh, the Men Who Stare at Goats. Uh, when I read the book by John Ronson, I thought to myself, uh, how on earth did this become a movie? And it turns out the way you make it a movie is by having the main character be a writer who's a stand-in for John Ronson. Yeah, isn't <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 The whole reason I read the book and now I'm watching the movie is uh, self-serving uh, uh, because uh, World's Greatest Con Season 3 ends in early 1983 the men who stare at goats begins at the end of 1983 oh uh, season four confirmed after the fact that that uh everything that this is based on was debunked on live national television stories all in world's greatest con i'm really enjoying watching it it's mm. it's cool to see production value coming to what when i read the book i thought would be an unfilmable movie but 
turns out is a very filmable movie. What about you, Bryce? Yeah, they got George Clooney in it. Well, uh, uh, I'm going to tie this in with our uh, On the Lookout. So uh, Star Trek Picard uh, wrapped up this week. Uh, it's streaming on Paramount+. Plus. It follows John Luke Picard, who's uh, doing some some Star Trek stuff, some next generation sort of stuff. We've been talking about it on Spoilering Time. Bri, really quick non-spoilery, how was the finale of Star Trek Picard? Man, I don't even know. I've, I've, I mean, I, we, you, you did enjoy Star Trek Picard. I, I don't know what kind of... Uh, backflips and exercises Uh it required for them to get through the first two seasons. But I'm really glad season three is canonically the first season of Star Trek Picard. It's (laughs) great. It's great. Uh, Don't even bother with the first two. Just Uh, something, something, Picard, something, something, Mm -hmm. and then just start with season three. Just go into season. I don't know Star Trek. And I, I did that when it, came out and it was fine it's not that kind of it's it's better it's better it's some other show star trek picard is so good it's so good season three sorry i i i refuse to acknowledge that season one or two (laughs) exist Uh, those are bootlegs uh, so uh, those are all streaming now on Paramount Plus, and we've we've done spoiler in time on all of these except for the finale, which uh, 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 show note. Uh, uh, oh man! Uh, oh my God, Bryce, you are not prepared for my hot takes. Oh? on the finale. Yeah, well, and I would love to hear them. Uh, when could I hear them? Uh, tomorrow morning after uh, I've watched uh, the finale when <laughs> I and Tom Merritt will be doing spoiler in time. That's right. So spoiler in time will be just a little bit late this week, folks. You'll see it in your feeds when it's out. Um, so keep an eye out there. But we've done all of Picard on Spoiler in Time. Of course, you can uh, find out all about that in uh, on our Patreon. And if you've got something we should be on the, look, on the, on the lookout for, please email us, cordkillers at gmail.com. Brian, please sell yeah. the people something good. Uh, sell them something good for once. Uh, well, I mean, look, uh, a lot of people think it's not possible to get an email. I disagree. What? Some people think it's not possible to send an email. I say, who are you? Uh, mm. Buy a computer from doghousesystems.com slash rogue. R-O-G-U-E, spell it right. Make sure to use promo code rogue at checkout. You'll keep us in business. They make great computers with great customer service, and they let us do ads like this. Yep. Uh, anything else that people should know about, Brian? Uh, they like World's Greatest Con Season 3 out now? Um, I'll tell them, World's Greatest Con Season 3 out now. Well, okay. Specifically, last night, Episode 4 dropped, and it's... It's a provocative episode. I strongly encourage anybody who's not listening to listen because starting now, we're not only going to piss people off, but I kind of want to piss people off. And that's as much as I can say right now. Oh, there you go. World's greatest con. Check it out on all the podcatchers of your choice. Let's move on to the front lines. Front lines. A YouTube community manager posted on the YouTube TV subreddit uh, that MultiView is now available for subscribers and that uh, those subscribers are eligible for $100 off of NFL Sunday ticket, regularly $349 for the season, through June 6th. YouTube TV version 1.13 also fixes an Apple TV black screen startup issue, a 4K playback issue, and supports HDR. YouTube TV also promises a bit, re- a bit rate increase for its 1080p content, though it's currently only being tested in devices with support for the VP9 uh, codec.
spec and high-speed internet. The Reddit post also mentions a 5.1 surround sound syncing issue that YouTube TV is preparing to fix. I love to be prepared to fix my problems. Oh my goodness. I, I'm sorry. I was looking at my phone. All these texts from Bryce complaining about, uh, let me look here. YouTube TV doesn't have enough 4K sports and... Yeah. And what's up with this 5.1 surround sound syncing issue? Where is it? <laughs> Fire TV is going to work with DirecTV to add live TV content to its live tab and guide options. You'll be able to search Fire TV programs with your voice. Amazon plans to add similar integration to Peacock, Plex, and Haystack TV as well. Have we, have we talked much about Haystack TV? Uh, I don't think so. Haystack TV is uh, free news from hundreds of local and global sources. So it's um, a, a TV a TV news thing. Is that, a... uh, is that Sinclair? Oh, goodness. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Put a pin in that. Uh, <laughs> about that's that a different time. thing for another time. <laughs> uh, next, uh, uh, Roku is using its ability to run ads across its own fast channels combined with ad deals that it gets with companies that run ads on its services to guarantee prime time audiences for advertisers that are bigger than cable. Roku says in tests, it could reach an audience 15% bigger than prime time cable TV shows. Roku has 70 million user accounts. Brian, that this is woo. Yeah. Uh, uh, it actually opens up an interesting question of like, um, what is better both for the uh, consumer and for the advertiser? Like, are, are, are programmatic ads the future? Like, like why is anything integrated? Uh, by the way, for anybody who is not familiar, integrated ads are the ones where your host says, anyway, let's talk about Hanes shirts that I wear or whatever. Uh, programmatics are the ones that are all of a sudden they're either in Spanish or weirdly exact to your age demographic or your zip code customized ad ad campaign in a creepy way it, it is kind of creepy yeah. I, it, it seems like roku is putting itself in a really good position with this to say that we're going to be just like the 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 tv broadcasters or rebroadcasters we're going to get a little bit of slice of the ad pie and we'll sell it for ourselves and ride the fast wave all the way up i'm i don't know i this this is such a big number to say that you're bigger than cable and to say that it, you have, uh, I mean, say Facebook wait, uh, type, but Facebook like could, could targeting be, could, could be. be bigger than cable, yeah. which I think is a hundred percent right. And to be honest, it's like, uh, the experience that you have on YouTube is pretty close to it. The only problem is, is that it's never the host doing the targeted ad to you. Well, um, cause I, then you got it. Cause then you got to record 50 different ads for all the different, you know, ABs, which which is one of the things that I wonder if that's not coming or you can license your likeness and an AI version of you does a targeted ad for every single zip code but and then, demographic. Then you're you're producing original content, which doesn't you can't which doesn't help if you're on cops TV. I mean, uh, well, uh, on the fast. Let's play a real quick hypothetical game. Uh -huh. We've. We have over 500 episodes of Modern Rogue, yep. and an awful lot of them are fairly consistent in the way Brian talks to the camera. Uh, if somebody said, would you like money? Check this box, and you get more money, and then they have a data set that could put a sunset behind me, create a simulacrum of Modern Rogue World Headquarters, and then sell people on you know Squarespace or what have you, uh, I'm... I don't know. I I I think that's going to come sooner rather than later. Uh, 
I wonder. I I think that's I see that as the same thing as like those interactive shows. It's like Bandersnatchy. It's it's you you have to pre- it's like a writing gimmick. a game. You have to make three movies worth just to bit a, a movie thing. Uh, oh, anyway, but it also seems like oh we're getting close yeah. to the Turing test. Uh, Arc Lights, former Culver City, California location, is now open as the Culver City uh, or, or as the, the Culver, Culver yeah. after being taken over by Amazon, which has its LA offices nearby. It's showing first run movies and serving as a venue for the premieres of Amazon properties like Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, mm, that seems like a good way to qualify for Oscars. Well, and and we've seen that Netflix bought uh, uh, bought uh, the Egyptian, I think, a while ago. I mean, Netflix yeah. has been buying theaters as well. Uh, this makes sense, right? If you have more theaters, then it's less you have to rely on uh, the nation the nationwide chains. Uh, a few more notes here for you. Rocketon announced two new fast channels. Uh, the Real Channel features reality shows and launched in the UK, and the Crime Channel featuring crime dramas launched in Italy April twelfth. The next Godzilla movie will be called Godzilla X Kong: The New Empire. Adam Wingard is directing with the premiere date set for March 15th, 2024. Hannah Waddington. Waddington? Waddington. I, I think it's Waddington. Wa- uh, Hannah Waddington, who plays Rebecca on Ted Lasso, will host a holiday special for Apple TV Plus called Hannah Waddingham, Home for Christmas. Disney Plus had a TV series based on, net, on uh, the National Treasure series. It's been canceled. Oops. <laughs> And Lionsgate is in development of a TV series based on the Twilight books. Harry Potter, Twilight coming to TV. They're going to make a Homestuck series next. Like what? <laughs> all, all I care about is Hannah, Hannah, whatever. Rebecca from Ted Lasso. LHW. Who also was the shame nun. That's like, right. just, just hold on to that. Every time you see her, just think she's also the shame nun. That's amazing. That's right. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, uh, dig into the dispatches from the front. All right, Bryce, what do you say we make a conspiracy? What do you say we try to mm. pull one over on the man? Okay, yeah, let's, uh, 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 I'll get some bottles. You go get some gasoline. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I was thinking rags. more like, what if... What if Netflix announced it was no longer doing DVDs? Okay. And what if we followed Tom Merritt's advice in our private text thread and we all got accounts specifically so we could get, we could loot the very last of the Netflix DVDs? That's a really <laughs> expensive way to do something dumb. <laughs> It's, it's like it's not, first of all, it doesn't close until September. We got six months before that. That means we have a lot of time to talk about <laughs> which DVD you want, Bryce. What's your first pick? I won't hold you to it, but uh, we're just spitballing. Here. Okay, if we're if we're just spitballing here, uh, I'm gonna pick uh, season two of Thirty Rock, disc three. You know what? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get uh, uh, Time Crimes, Chrono Creamin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, and we also get a letter from Tim. Is that right? Yep. Tim Jar says, uh, I love hearing uh, 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 Brian's discussion of discovering the wonder of live music. Oh, that was from our after talk last uh, week. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about the fact that um, there are certain things that are totally irreparable, irreparable, irre- not rep- replicatable. Unique. One one of a kind. No, you say the word. Ir- ir- irrepli- <laughs> irreplicable. 
Irreplicable? Irreplicable. There it is. That's the uh, 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 Basically, I was complaining about the fact that um, uh, for the first time in like a decade, I saw a band and I didn't know what they would sound like and I fell instantly in love with them. And I didn't mention the band and I didn't try to share the music because it was clear to me that nothing could capture that moment that of a live venue and mm. and part of it was because like a cold front was coming in there was thunder and lightning it, it was awesome I, uh, yeah. but 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 uh, uh tim's point was basically yeah eventually it's close enough <laughs> like <laughs> as memory fades you could share that yeah it record uh, recorded versions of concerts are are great if they're shot really well you can you can get a a first class viewing angle uh from a from a well-produced concert movie that doesn't happen as much any uh, nowadays but um i i think that could be something that we see with you know we talked a lot about netflix live like music um you know if they're not doing them in Fortnite, uh film them put them on put them on netflix wow i don't know i to not to to my absolute shock and surprise you just caused me to be more sympathetic to Fortnite concerts uh, because there is something about like quote unquote being there, you know, yeah. uh, whatever, whatever flaws happen. Like there was some moment that Augusta wind caused the guy's hat to fly off and reveal his bald spot. And mm. he couldn't care less because he was too busy in the middle of a face melting solo. And like, you couldn't program that you mm. couldn't capture that. Mm. You couldn't experience it anywhere, but right there. You're going to find out that they have a wind machine. That does the scene, the act three gust, yeah. so that it's right at the like. I go backstage <laughs> and the guy grabs his bald spot, pulls it off. He <laughs> He's got regular hair. hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cordkillers uh, at gmail.com is where it. you can reach out to us. Please, please, please. We love all of your thoughtful, thoughtful discourse. Please join us. Please, uh, yeah. Also, oh, man, Tom Merritt over there weeping in a corner, tied oh. to a chair. If you want them back. Well, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash cordkillers. Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. And we're live on twitch.tv slash night attack Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll kill your cords next time. Hey, Tom Merritt, what's going yes. on? Uh, I'm just hanging out here watching this scroll go by. Uh, what are you doing? Trying to set up a bit where we thank our beautiful, beautiful patrons, all these wonderful names. I'm sorry, names. I'm too distracted looking at these beautiful, beautiful patron names going by. Look at that one. I mean, if you wanted to be one of these people, patreon.com slash cordkillers would be the place to go. I mean, they're, yeah. scra they're, they're scratching our itch, like, because we're I think addicted. as long as it's consensual, like, we're fine. We're addicted to their money. And love. Might as well face it. Well, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>